Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is why I love the NBA, y'all. We're only 10 games into the season and we're already talking about trades. And that's because Sham Sarania dropped some unsurprising news basically saying that the Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine have mutually agreed to go their separate directions. Now, it's not that surprising because I think most people expect the Chicago Bulls to blow it up because they've been underperforming for a few years now. But the reason this is relevant to the Heat is because just two weeks ago, Bovada actually had the Miami Heat listed with the highest odds to land Zach Levine. Now, a lot of Heat fans may hear this and say, we don't care because I'm sure the Heat were number one for Bradley Beal and number they were definitely number one for uh, Damian Lillard. Look, I forgot his name already. That's how well things are going for the Heat right now, which is kind of why I hate to make this video because like they're on a five game win streak, you know, the longest winning streak they've had in a few years. Everybody's playing really well right now. You got Duncan Robinson stepping up, Kyle Lowry stepping up, uh, and you're looking to get Tyler Hero back in a couple weeks with the ankle injury. So things are looking really, really well right now. But although Vegas had the Heat with the best odds to get Levine, do I personally think they have any shot to get him? Well, when I initially heard the news from Shams, my first thought is exactly what my guy, Royal A. Shepard from the Basement Sports Network uh, tweeted out. And he said, there's no use looking that deep into this. One look at the contract and Mickey is flying to Chicago in person to shut them talks down. Uh, and Mickey Harrison has kind of given this uh, view of him that he's cheap this offseason. I don't want to say whether he is or he isn't because I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I could see why people think that. There's some evidence there when you look at them not going all in for, uh, for Bradley Bill. There's rumors they didn't go all in for Tyler Hero. I could get why some people think he's cheap. <laughs> so I wanted to look at Zach Levine's contract to see exactly what we're dealing with. Uh, and it's big. <laughs> he's getting paid $40 million this year, 43 the next, 45 the year after that. And he'd be getting $48 million uh, with a, if he accepts his player option in 2026 at the age of 31 years old. Now, we don't know if he'll accept that player option. Obviously, that's several years down the line. So it depends on injuries. It depends how he's playing. But most players do turn that down and they re-up for longer term deals. So at the very least, you'd be getting Zach Levine for another three years at 40 plus million dollars. Now, that's a ton of money. And he fans will say if Mickey Arison didn't want to pay Bradley Beal, why would they pay Zach Levine? At first, I thought that was a great point. So I pulled up Bradley Beal's contract situation, which is this here as well. Bradley Beal is getting 46 million this year. 50 the next, 53 after that. And then he does have a player option like Zach Levine for $57 million uh, also in the year 2026. Now, the two obvious differences here is one, Bradley Beal is a little bit older than Zach Levine by two years. I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody. Not really to me because I think NBA players nowadays, their prime is kind of from like 28 to 32, 33. Uh, and Bradley Beal fits within that criteria, even though he is a little bit older than Zach Levine. But he does also get paid a little bit more money than Levine. Uh, he's uh, about $6 million more this year than Zach Levine will be getting. And although well, $6 million sounds a lot, sounds like a lot to me and you, but in the scheme of NBA max players, it's not that much until you take into account how close the Heat are to that second apron luxury tax, whatever that is, which I don't fully understand, but I do know there is real consequences to being over that second apron. So that $6 million makes a difference, 
but there's all kind of moves that he could make by like cutting some small guys they could uh wave and stretch guys there's all kind of moves the master uh andy ellisberg can make to kind of get under that second apron which again is important so i think the heat of trying to avoid that all off season is not just mickey being cheap because there is real tangible consequences that can hurt your team in the long run but i guess the main thing that we should be looking at here is bradley beal had a no trade clause zach levine does not that seems to be the real reason that bradley beal scared away the miami heat because they're scared of getting beal and all that money it doesn't work out and now you're boxed into a corner what you can do with him now I do think that argument is kind of stupid because if Beal was to come to Miami and underperform, who would want that contract anyways? So it's essentially like he'd have a no trade clause, whether he did or didn't. But I do think that is the main thing that scared the heat away. And I was going to say that both guards are kind of injury prone, but I mean, Zach Levine played 77 games last year, 67 the year before, which is truthfully kind of a lot nowadays. So I guess Zach Levine is a little bit more healthier than Bradley Beal. So I can see the heat taking a swing at him. And this is the trade package that I cooked up personally. Would I do it? Truthfully, I don't know. It depends which day you ask me, but I do think this is the absolute most that I would give up. So I have the Heat sending out Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and two first round picks. And in return, they'd be getting Zach Levine and Alex Caruso, who a lot of Heat fans may want more than Zach Levine, which I may also. I mean, the Chicago Bulls are a very interesting team. If when they do blow it up, there's a lot of pieces that I would like on that roster. I may like DeMar DeRozan more than all of them, which Heat fans won't agree with me because of the spacing and I get it. But hey, I say kill him with twos. Let DeMar dominate the regular season. Let Jimmy dominate the postseason. I think it can all work itself out. Plus, the Heat are 27th in scoring. DeMar DeRozan would help that a lot, but I could get a whole video on that. Uh, and he's not actually shooting great to start the season either. Uh, neither is Nikola Vucevic, who, who I think also fits well on the Heat. We all know he's been a Heat killer for years back when he was in Orlando, but just fit-wise, he seems like he'd fit great here. You know, he can stretch the floor. He's a great rebounder. Two things that I think the Heat need from that power forward center spot obviously wherever you place bam uh but i do think one uh important thing to mention demar would be a free agent after this season so that money would free up another reason i kind of like demar a lot vucevic has three more years left at 20 million dollars a year so i don't like that one as much plus it seems like bulls fans hate him but anyways outside of those kind of uh two bigger guys and you know three if you want to count zach levine they do got alex caruso who i think fits one thing that this heat team desperately needs outside of a you know a starting power forward but they need a guard who can guard and alex caruso was just the D, uh like all team uh all nba defense last year he's obviously one of the best at that position and he's starting the season lighting it up from three. And I really think he can provide a lot of what you lost when you lost Gabe Vincent. Uh, Kayla Marn will help with that too, you know, that, that point of attack defense. But they did lose Gabe. They lost Victor Oladipo, who a lot of Heat fans aren't talking about. And with that, you lost a lot of your guard defense. Now, you kept Caleb and Hayward Highsmith has, has been off to a great start this season defensively. But I just think someone like Alex Caruso would fit perfectly because the Heat are obviously lacking a ton at that point guard spot. I did see that the Chicago Bulls still has uh, Lonzo Ball, who I think we all kind of forgot about. He's got two years left on his deal at 20 million. And if he was healthy, we all know he is the perfect fit for the Miami Heat. You talk about a guy that can guard and facilitate, actually run in offense and shoot the ball from three. He is the perfect fit for the Miami Heat. But obviously he has a ton of injury concerns himself. And that'd be a lot of money to take on for a team that's trying to win now. And you know that guy can't play this year. 
I guess uh, a lot of Heat fans were saying they like Pat Williams on the, the Bulls also. He's obviously a great defender. He's underperformed, but still young. And he's a guy you think that he could, could get a lot out of. But all that to say that he basically have a ton of pieces, right? Or, or the Bulls have a ton of pieces that I think may interest the Heat, right? Now, from the Heat side, send over Kyle Lowry. He's an expiring deal. I'm sure the Bulls would gladly take all that expiring money to get rid of, you know, Zach Levine's contract or any of their other long-term contracts that they have. They would be getting Tyler Hero, who is interesting, right? Because we kind of talked about injury-prone guards a lot this episode. We talked about Beal and Levine and, and even uh, Lonzo Ball. I think we may need to start having that conversation regarding Tyler Hero. He's had some pretty significant injuries the last couple seasons. A lot of times it's when it matters most, like in the playoffs. But I don't really like saying that either because last year was he broke his wrist diving for the ball. Freak accident. This year went up for a floater that he shoots 100 times a game, landed in the wrong spot, sprained his ankle. So these are kind of freak accidents. But I do think I should at least mention that it's trending in the direction of Tyler Hero at least having some sort of significant injury, missing some large portion of time each season. And that is something that does kind of hurt. And I think it's something we need to take into account and in saying whether we should even trade him for Zach Levine. Because if you look at the numbers this season, Tyler Hero is averaging more points per game and he's doing it more efficiently. And that even includes uh, the last game in which Tyler played like eight minutes before he got hurt. If you remove that game, he's, at, he's scoring 25 points per game this season to Zach Levine's, what's that, 22? And Zach Levine's not even shooting that efficient this season, only 41% from the field and 31% from three. I don't really want to blame him for that either because I think that's morally just a, or more so just a, a poor start to this season. Because if you look at Zach Levine's career, 46% from the field, 38% from three, I think that's more what he actually is. And those are obviously very impressive efficiency numbers, especially for a guy that takes a lot of jump shots. So Zach Levine is definitely a better player than Tyler Hero right now. But what's he, he's four years older than, than Tyler Hero, five years older than Tyler Hero. Or is Tyler Hero already 25? I think Tyler Hero might already be 25. He, he's my age, yeah. But still, Levine is three years older. And we see Tyler taking a jump basically every single season, especially a big jump from this season to last it makes me wonder where Tyler Hero would be when he is 28 years old. Is he a better player than Zach Levine? Now, the reason I may be hesitant to believe that is because we know Levine is way more athletic than Hero. He's he's way more athletic than 99% of the league. And I think if you give Spo an athlete like that, you make him bind to the defensive end. You, you, you teach him how to actually play defense because he's been in Minnesota and Chicago who, who don't care about defense for as long as Levine's been, uh, been there. I think you can actually make Levine one of the better defenders in the league. And it's when you add that with his offense, uh, with his rebounding, with his three-point shooting, ability to get hot, ability to carry teams uh, on offense night in and night out in the regular season, which is what this heat means. Because come playoff time, we still got a guy named Jimmy Butler. I know it don't look like he cares about basketball now, but trust me, he, he does or he will. But I think Zach Levine in this system is where you, you really start to get a true star to superstar player. Will Tyler Hero ever get there? I don't know. He's improved on defense, but he still gets hunted and he still gets cooked a lot. And in the playoffs, I'm not sure I trust him against an above average guard on the other team. And also, it is concerning that the Heat seem to play well without Tyler Hero. That's not something that I'm ready to say yet at all is fact. But I do think there is evidence to support that. It seems like the ball moves a lot better. It seems like uh, Bam gets more shots, which I think is important. He's, he's proven himself to be a very, very great scorer. There just seems to be a difference when Hero's not out there. And it certainly doesn't look like 
uh, they miss him at the very least. I mean, they went to the NBA Finals without him last year. They're on a winning streak this year without him. Now, it's only been a couple games. We have to see how it goes, but it is something that's trending that direction, and I think it's something we need to keep monitoring. So what I do this trade, like I said before, I don't know, but one trade that I would definitely do was pointed out by my guy Brian Goins on Twitter who said uh, the Heat received Zach Levine and Caruso, just like I had in my trade, but the Heat would be sending over Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson instead of Salero, and he points out that you can attach whatever picks you need to, to get the deal to work. Could you ever convince the Bulls to give us Zach Levine and Caruso without giving them Tyler Hero? I strongly doubt it. I'm not sure how much they value Zach Levine. I'm not sure how much the league values Zach Levine. But if you can get him and keep Tyler Hero, that is a major, major win for the Miami Heat. Obviously, the defense struggles a little bit because you might start a backcourt of Hero and Levine. So it's certainly a subpar, uh, a subpar backcourt defensively. But when you get that much buckets, you figure out the rest later. And in this case, you're getting Alex Caruso, so you can work in some rotations to at least have one or two perimeter guard defenders in there. You're still going to start Jimmy Highsmith and Bam, I guess. So the starting lineup defensively as a whole will not be terrible. But this is a trade I would do a million times out of a million. No hesitation. Don't even have to think about it twice. But that's really all I got to say for this video. So let me know if y'all are interested in having Zach Levine. What is the most you, you would trade for him? And do you think this Heat team is better without Tyler Hero? Do you think Zach Levine is better than Tyler Hero? Let me know y'all thoughts down below. Of course, the Heat do play the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets tonight. It's a must win. Keep that win streak going. Get it to six games. And make sure to like the video and subscribe because it helps me out a lot. And I do appreciate all the support. And I got a boba shake from Kung Fu Tea. Thank you. Oh, share tea. Thank you. So y'all know it's going to be a good day. I'll see y'all later. Look, pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast sight. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Right? Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a headspace. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.